Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the test recording of Bantam's Banter Roundtable. Now, Bantam's Banter Roundtable is not quite like Bantam's Banter, it's more serious, where we're going to discuss the topics that are burning a hole in people's keyboards on message boards and stuff, but we're going to talk to each other face to face about them. Yes, the table isn't quite round, it's more rectangle. Well, it is rectangle. Uh, and we have, we're going to have fans on every single time we do it, and this week we've got two fans, one of them is related to me. His name is Alan Fletcher. My dad is joining us. Hello, Alan. Hello there, everybody. <laughs> talk like that to you. Just talk naturally. Not aud- auditioning naturally. for CBeebies. <laughs> um, so um, I'll call you dad throughout. Yeah, you know, fine. It's, you know, it feels more natural. We're also joined by Richard, Richard Holdsworth, who, is, um, who was uh, an, an official, wasn't you, Richard? For three years on the football league, yes. yeah. Hold your mic, come on. Yeah, you right. need to hold the yeah. mic too, man. <laughs> <laughs> three years on the football league. Were you, re- uh, were you a referee or? No. Just one of these boring assistant referees. Oh. Still, though, it's still a good experience. <laughs> it's different. It's hard. Um, I prefer to referee than than be on the line. But yeah, it was three good years. Right. Oh, that's good. So, so we'll have a, a bit of a you know an, an official's insight onto the goings on at Bradford. Yeah, because we will be discussing referees. We will. And yeah. Alan has been going to watch Bradford City since '63. Is it Alan? '63. Yeah. yeah. So, so we've got plenty to discuss. We and have. experts that aren't me and Tom. <laughs> So it's all coming up on Bantam's Banter Roundtable. Okay, so we're going to be discussing many topics. Where are we starting, Tom? We're starting with transfers, actually. Now, we're probably at this point where people listening are probably aware who we've signed. Uh, and we've played, played a few games the new transfers is this your way of telling us you don't have a list of no I have, got, I, have, <laughs> I have got a list but we're going to go around and um, I presume you know the new transfers mm-hmm. uh, and just, just say who's caught your eye the most out of the new guys and maybe briefly on the other one so we'll start with Richard first um, obvious one is Reach um, just reminds me of a very younger Chris Waddle the way that he, he runs and his actual um, demeanour on the pitch um, and yesterday was quite unfortunate with that cross shot, which hit the crossbar. Yeah, yeah, cracking effort. Um, Bennett, we didn't get much chance to see him. I like the fact that he tried to come inside more than um, sticking to the wing. Because I don't think we've been used to a, uh, a winger who does that. No. Um, but um, yeah, apart from Jordan Graham, we haven't had much chance to, to see him. Don't actually know why he's here. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it, it is it is an odd one because he's only on a he's only on a short term loan, and he's a youth youth contract. Yeah, youth loan. and mm. he's not really he's not really being used all that much. But you know, things change, don't they? Phil Parkinson might have got him in and thought uh, he's not as good as I was told. But in a good or, way, or something like. It injured now, so in a good way, in a good mm. way, it's glad he, it's a good way, is he? Not that he's going to play, but yeah. he's back up in it now. It's it's strange. It's strange to loan players to be squad members. Mm. You don't, normally you loan a player because you need them. You need to use them. But we, we've we've got there are good people, the good players in those positions now. Reach has looked great. He's looked really sharp. McLean has not looked that sharp so far. He's not he's not looked up too much. He got brushed off the ball really easily at Wolves uh, and and at Sheffield as well. But I think he, he just needs time to get back into the game. At Hull, he didn't really play that much. Um, but but the other lads, the young, I think it's a good idea to sign young, hungry players. Mm. You don't want to sign someone who's on the last payday no. because we've seen that loads at Bradford City and it's not done us any favours whatsoever. No. And, and Dad, yourself, with transfers? Well, I'm just disappointed they've not got any 
loan players from maybe the Premiership or higher clubs. Yeah. Because you look at other clubs, Notts County, for example, and I think they've had loans from Villa and Celtic and they've been scoring goals. And we seem to get loan players from lesser clubs. So it's whether his contacts out there out bringing him in. Well, we've got sure. Will Graham's from Villa, isn't he? He's a Premier League club. Yeah, he's not even played him, has he? No, he hasn't, I know. But I mean, maybe is, is, is it contacts, do you think, well, in terms of getting, you know, who, who we can get him in, for, in terms of loans? I think also. Or is it just, you know, being hopeful and contacting clubs on the, on the off chance? I think, I don't know whether it's Phil Parkinson's stubbornness, but I think he has ideas of who he wants to bring in, the type mm. of player that he wants to bring in, and mm. he doesn't like to veer away from that path. And sometimes it just don't work out. I mean, that, that happens in life, doesn't it? Or yeah. whatever, whatever yeah. job you're in. I don't know, Alan might make a big order on in, mm. insoles mm. and realises, oh, I can't sell these. Yeah. He's probably just, never just done that. It's a good business. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, gamble. Mm. And I think that Phil Paginson might have done that with Graham because he's had the chance now to, to sign Reach and Reach looks a good player and he'll play in that same position. Yeah. And McLean, that, that's an interesting one because um, it's going to take time for him to gel with Hanson, Richard, isn't it? I find I, I, I thought on Tuesday night he just looked as if he was getting his bearings again. Um, yeah. It's like as Dom said, is uh, the thing is he's not played in that position um, for for a good few years. Um, but I think I think once the work on it, he looked strong, um, and I just felt he was. Give him a couple of weeks, he'd have slotted that one in is when he, he got clean through. Is he going to score 10 goals this season? I would hope he does, because I somehow think we'll need it. Yeah, I think we'll need it. Yeah, I mean, the, the problem with January transfers is that the fans of the club that the player has joined are impatient. Yeah. The same thing happened yeah. with Torres, and it's going to happen here because we've lost our main target man, our main goal scorer, to our local rivals, and we wanted an instant replacement. And some players do that. Some players move in mm -hmm. January and they go straight in and start scoring. But whether whether McLean's going to do that, as it remains to be seen. At the minute, he doesn't look sharp. He doesn't look like he will do. But I think, given time, given time to understand Hansen and the way he plays, then I think he'll do all right. Yeah. He's supposed to have pace because he doesn't have any pace at the moment. I mean, well, I think it's just a bit. I think a bit rusty. You know, if you if you haven't run fast on a football pitch in a professional manner for three years, I think it's going to take time to get up with the pace again, isn't it? It's something that when you don't play or you haven't played, especially at a top level, you don't really understand. That, that you could lose that sharpness. Yeah. I'm going to say, the, the standard at um, reserve team level is is it's pretty pedestrian. Yeah. They, yeah. they don't, it's not committed. Yeah. Um, I mean, well, Bradford City don't even have a reserve team. Not anymore, no. how highly <laughs> no. they, they think of it. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So anyway, moving on. So we've gone from, you know, needing to score goals um, until we're all aware of this, one win in 18 uh, after yesterday's game at Wolves. Uh, and I've got, I've written a question around here, where's it all gone wrong? Um, it's quite a negative way of looking at it, but it has gone wrong, really. I mean, it hasn't gone wrong yet, but it's going wrong. Um, you know, how, why? Why do you think it's happening? Why, why do you think we haven't won in 18? I think the big problem is Davis not being available for yeah. 17 of those games. Mm -hmm. um, the, the confidence that he instills in the back four, um, and with McLaughlin as well, is... is I can understand what, he said, what Parkinson was saying yesterday about not playing him. Don't never agree with it, but yeah, I can un I can understand I can understand bringing two game getting him in two games in in the space of five days is 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 not ideal, especially when he ain't got any reserve team games, as we said just should've, then. Should have given him a half against um, Preston, Preston and a half against Wolves, maybe. Yeah. But the thing about mm. Preston is, is that you'd play him when someone like Davis, Kevin Davis, was, was going to be playing against him. 
Yeah. But when you know he's not there and that battering ram isn't going to be there, why not put McHugh in? That's, that's, yeah. That is the one thing that... But again, Davis had a quality game against Preston. He did. He did. He he unbelievable. Did. And I think it's just. Be, I think. I think a lot of it was because we've missed that type of defender. And as soon mm. as he's there, you think, oh yeah, that's definitely one of the main ingredients that's been missing, and why we're on this weird run of form. But against Wolves, McHugh was class. Brilliant. Yeah. And 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 Derby was class, and I felt like those two were battering rams yesterday, really, um, because they took a, they took a lot of the brunt of the of Wolves coming forward, especially especially down Derby's side because they were hitting that wing quite a lot. Wolves were using their left-hand side. Uh, but Derby dealt with it well and he was unlucky to, he was unlucky to get a yeah. foot on the ball that you know that's... ended up in the net. But Davies in there and I think alongside McHugh will be, will be fantastic. When Would we, you get rid of McArdle then? Is that what you're saying? I, I won't get rid of him Not because rid of, I yeah, think McArdle's a really good defender as well and, and what, what you could do what you, what you could do is have three at the back with wing-backs. So you've yeah. got McHugh, Davies and McArdle at the back and Reach and Derby playing wing-back because mm, yeah. Derby did really well yeah. getting forward yesterday. He does yesterday. very well, yeah. Hit the, hit it, the, hit bar, the bar, hit post yeah. or whatever it was. And yeah. he did on Tuesday night as yeah, well, given yeah. that unfamiliar role. But so I, I, yeah. think that, I think that's got a potential, that sort of formation. Mm. And then maybe you've got three three attacking, so you, you'll have Hanson, McLean and maybe Graham just in behind them. So big, it's a bold move, though, to change the formation. Isn't it? It's a very bold move. I mean, I mean, it's, I, it's not that bold when you're not doing that well. No, in yeah, it's a. Uh, what do you think, Dad? Uh, you know, is is it just Davies being missed, or is it? Well, we had a good factors? run of form beginning of the season. To everyone's surprise, we're up there in the top top eight for for long enough, and suddenly the goals dried up, and we started letting him in. But I think that with Davies obviously um, being injured, and I think rumour of Wells moving that might have upset his his performances as well because he went off par did uh, did Naki for a, did, a while yeah. and we weren't scoring goals what, so do you think it's been a series of unfortunate events I then? think it has yeah yeah um, and at the moment we're looking over our shoulders aren't we at the moment the, 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 yeah. the thing is and we've said it on we've said it on the Bantam's Banter podcast before is that I, I think that we were lured into thinking that it'd be really easy yeah this season because mm. the fixtures weren't that big mm. to start this season off and the, the team, we were still coming off the back of the momentum from last season yeah. and the fans still had all that faith in the squad and thought they could do the same thing. And, and that belief obviously came through to the team mm. and we started the season really well and we yeah. thought, we're going to go straight up here. Yeah. It's going to be easy mm. peasy. Mm. And then, you know, things started to go off the rails and it is because of injuries, uh, transfer talk. Naki's head was clearly turned yeah. by yeah, everything well. that oh, was yeah. going on. The way he was playing, just he wasn't playing for Bradford mm. and, and he just looked like he didn't want to get injured. So, so yeah, you, you might be right, but it is concerning as far as, you know, no matter whether it's a series of unfortunate events mm. or it's just completely bad form. But look it's, at the playoff when we play Northampton. Look where Northampton are now. So you've got to count yeah. your blessings. Bottom of, bottom of League Two, yeah. and they got to the playoffs last year. It all puts, it, all puts it into perspective yeah, for you, it does. It? So, you know... If we, we don't get relegated, no. it's a success. It's, it's, it's exactly. I was going to say, I think at yeah. the beginning of the season, I'd have taken mid-table mediocrity. Uh, I think I think almost every City fan, unless you're an idiot. The, prob- the problem is, idiot. is that we had such a good start. That's it, and it, it almost, yeah. it, and then we had, we had higher expectations yeah. come Christmas. It, it built up. So built this one, up too much. So this one in eighteen almost seems even even a bigger disappointment. When in, in reality, if you average out your results over your whole season, we would probably we've had an average season, which is that people are happy with because mm. we're live mid table. Um, anyway, so that, yeah, that was uh, the, yesterday when we played Wolves, uh, we lost two 0 Um but I don't. It, it's it's it is worrying. As a fan of a football club, you want your team to win. Yeah. And oh, yeah. especially at this level, where mm. 
it looks really bad if you keep losing and it mm. feels really bad. You feel like you're one of the worst teams in the country. There's a, a, a grey cloud that goes over everyone. So you need wins. Yeah. And although that we, we've not lost that much, fans are just, you know, I think we've almost forgotten what it's Is like. Is it a one, 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 of one seven? Drawn 13, we 14? We haven't won seven, at, 13, seven. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we, we haven't yeah. won at home since September. September. And we've not won since November, is it? Mm. That's not great. Mm. It, ain't, it ain't great, but if you look at the table, 7, 13, 7, that's not bad. It's average. But if you, it's, it's, just a, it's just those too many draws. That's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> but then again, if you go to the end of the season and we win another 6 or 7, it doesn't look that bad. No, it doesn't, does it? Mid-table no. would be fine if yeah. that happens and we recover to yeah. finish in mid-table. That's absolutely fine. And we're sitting mid-table now having been at, we're, we're on the back end of this run of form hopefully mm. and we're still sat in 13th there's not many clubs that would still be sat in 13th after not winning for 18 games no, no. no. okay so we've had a few tweets from our Bantams Banter followers on Twitter of course and mainly they're concentrating around the midfield and uh, what we think of the midfield now uh, we've got one from Jake here he's worried that we've lost Ravenhill Kennedy and now Doyle after we sent off against Wolves uh, what we're going to do says if Dolan comes in and Jones uh, or Atkinson get injured, we are done for. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, and also you've got to remember Jones is 37 now, so he's not going to be able to play. Well, he's playing every game, but he's not getting fitter, is he? I mean, luckily he's got a good engine in him. Um, and as Atkinson, from Huddersfield, will be back up. He's an attacking midfielder. Well, what um, would what would be your choice midfield out of the midfielders that we've got? What do you think would be the is the best lineup? Richard? Richard, yeah. For me, um, I'd be tempted to put Bates in there. I've not been a fan of his at centre-back. It's And I hear some of his plaudits for these last couple... Tuesday was all right. A couple of errors. Yesterday they were saying that he, he, he was excellent. I'd quite like to see him in centre-midfield. Wasn't he a midfielder originally? For, for Middlesbrough, yeah. Career, yeah. Um, and he, he's got a good pass in him. And he, obviously he's going to make a tackle, isn't he? And he's not going to shirk out of a header. Um, I just... I don't know. There's just... I think main thing I see is that we're not scoring goals no one's getting forward enough mm. I think they, um, the the game two weeks ago against Stevenage when um, Jones hit the shot which hit the, cross, uh, hit the post and came back I think that's the first shot I'd seen from a midfielder, from midfielder at home yeah. which yeah. hit target uh, that, all season that is a big problem and I think that reach is is a potential filler for that position he, look, he, he looks really good going forward. He's not scared to go forward and attack no. players, and he's not scared to have a shot or put a cross in, oh, yeah. uh, which is something that we've been that we've been lacking. I don't think there's any denying that. But I think I think my my lineup would be. I don't know if this will influence the, the way we're going to talk about the midfield, but Johnny Mac because we don't have a choice at the minute. Yeah, and I don't think he's that bad, but I think he needs someone to mm. put you know put the yeah. frighteners on him, give him a bit of pressure. My defence would be that back three of McArdle, McHugh, and Davies. Uh, with wing-backs, Derby and Reach. And I'd put... I'm going to say about 14 players here and get it all wrong. <laughs> but I, I'm, count, I'm counting. 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 I've said, said six so far. So my midfield... I'd, 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 you've got to have Gary Jones in there because he plays with such passion. Yeah. That yeah, if, 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 yeah. If, if every player played with the passion mm, he yeah. did, yeah. would be top of the league. Mm. You know, he plays mm. with desire. He, he tries to get the, the you know rally the troops. So I'd have him in there, and Doyle, Doyle, Doyle possesses, you know, the talent that we need. It just—I don't know what it is. It's like whether he's lacking a bit of form or what at the minute. But he completely lost his head yesterday. Um, so he needs to—he needs to sort that out before he, you know, he needs to calm himself down before he comes back into the lineup. So what am I on? Two, Seven. So you've only got two left. 
No, seven, seven of one. Yeah, two mid, two midfielders. Yeah, two attackers and one, two one midfielder. Yeah, so I'd I'd have Graham in front of the midfield. Hansen, and have I said too many? <laughs> I, should have, I should have written this down. <laughs> you should have <laughs> dropped pen and paper. So, so you, I just don't know about what wing-backs. formation is it? A, a three. Five, what is it? Three, five, one. Or you, you, It'd be a three, two, <laughs> yeah, three, one. So we we'll clean up front by himself. Wing backs is the point I'm getting at. Yeah. Wing backs. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know about wing backs. I mean, I think you know, maybe you know, like you said earlier, it might be a good chance to change the formation. I went one in eighteen, but I just think wing backs is a really bot, and you've got to know how to play, and you've got to have the right players. I think Derby is a full backs. He's just as good at defending. No, but it's good going. going it's back. good going yeah, forward. I think that as a as a team, we're not attacking enough, and we need to utilise that. I think I think wing backs would be it. Just try it. What's the harm? I mean, we're not winning, are we? So let's. So then, but then you've got like, then you have two older midfielders. Doyle, this is the argument as well. Doyle and Jones are very similar. They're both very yeah. defensive minded, and no one's pushing on. And like you said, Richard, scoring goals and getting goals from midfield. Can't Thompson play centre midfield? No, 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 definitely not. Do you not think? Definitely not. I, I think he's one disappointment for me this year that he's not yeah. he's not moved on. He, he, he doesn't. He's had that pedigree in Division One with Scunthorpe, and he's just not moved on this no, year. Carried on, carried on the. Form and, that he had last and the year. worst thing is, up until now, we've had no one to push him to mm. take over. No, that's it. Um, he wasn't. He wasn't that good at Wolves. I've got to say, but he didn't do too badly. He looked better than he has yeah. in a few games this season. And I think he, you might be right. He's feeling that pressure. From from Reach coming in because Reach is really good, and if I was a winger and Reach came in, and he'd taken my place, I'd be I'd be thinking right, I'm going to have to up my game here. But what what do you do if you're a, what do you do if you're Thompson and you feel like you are doing your best, that you that you're really sweating tea, you know you're sweating blood, you, you you're really doing your best and it's just not working out. I just just think for him he needs a goal. I think if he gets a goal, it's quite, and it's very similar to last year. Up until the Arsenal game, he would, he'd been struggling again. And then once that Arsenal game, he just pushed on. Mm. Mm. He gets in the positions, mm. but like you say, he's just, you know, it, yeah, he needs a goal. He needs to get that chance to, you know, to score a goal. If, if, Confidence if is massive in footy. And mm. I think him and McLean could do, yeah. with, do with a bit of a dose of it. McLean, because he's coming out of a club where he wasn't wanted. Mm. So that can't feel nice. And his form had dipped. So he just needs to recapture that. And both of them, confidence would change them. I think you're right. So you think we've got the wingers sorted then? Do you think the wingers are comfortable? Tr- yeah, good. I think that we've got that, that area covered. Central midfield is obviously a bit yeah, of a problem a because worry, yeah. we're down to bare bones. Bare bones at the moment. Yeah, maybe another loan from midfield, I think, would be, uh, be an attacker midfield. Someone like David Sayers, you know, who, who recently went to, he went to Scunthorpe, didn't he? Yeah, down them. But I mean, I think we need, to, we need to forget about him. Because we're not going to get him now, are we? No, I'm saying someone like David Sayers. But there, a, I'm not saying David Sayers. There's also a name we've not mentioned. Rafa Devita. Yeah. yeah. But is he there still injured, though? Mm. He is. He is. But, you know, he's going to come into the mm. equation eventually. Yeah. How would you... Is he not a winger? Is he more... I don't know. You know is he more... But he has, I'm going to say he has played centre midfield for Swindon before. Mm. I mean, these are, these are players... I've got a list here of players whose contracts are up in the summer. And, you know, Devita's on there. McHugh... But I'll start with the midfielders first. Players who should be pulling their weight because they want to stay at the club. Uh, Reed, he can't really do anything about it, and it's no. up to the club whether they want to, whether they think he'd done enough before he was injured to offer him a contract, or whether they're going to offer him a pay-as-you-play contract or or what. Because he's put himself in a difficult position now because his contract's going to run out and he's not going to play for six months. The problem with um, Reed though is is his family, because I think that might be the. Um, well, they're uh, in the de- south, aren't they? Yeah, deciding factor. Yeah, for him. yeah. Is that that it might 
I don't know. I just get the feeling he might just say, a bit "Look, too much of a pull from down there." Yeah. I'm gonna go. Well, if he makes that choice, yeah. so, so be it. You know. But I'd love him to stay. I would. Yeah, I would. I'm oh, a yeah. big fan of. He's, he's a great. He's a great player, but you know, do you think Reach is better, or do you think we could mm. get better? I think Reach could become could become better than Reed definitely. Is Reed the way bit, he started anyway. Is Reed a bit of another Omar Daly? He <laughs> <laughs> might be. You know, a player know. who's in yeah. and out of form. I laughed at that. Just, his, his, end, his end product isn't always up to scratch. How old's Reed? Is he getting? Is he? No, he's still quite young. Is he, is he still got time to say? Twenty-seven. Yeah. So I'd maybe, I, I'd maybe, I don't think he's even that. I'd maybe mm-hmm. at, at this point, you know, offer Reed not the best contract in the world, but not the worst either. You know, a couple of years, uh, and and just you can't you know, the thing is that you know you can't, if, like you say, with his family, he, he wants to be playing every week. He don't want to be a backup player. Mm. He don't want to be a bench mm. player, and he's good enough to play week, every week if he's on form. If he's getting yeah, across the box, most great player, if he's not on form. To be honest, no one else. But he did think who, who provides. He did really well for his last season. He did. And I know that people mm. say you can't live off last season before, but Reed's situation's different because he's coming to this season and he's done all right. He's been one of the better players and now he's injured. So you need to... It's like when you take your exams at school. If you're ill for your exams, then just take an average mark from your, your coursework. Mm, Should do that with Reedy. Let's take an average mark from his coursework. <laughs> he can stay. <laughs> But when uh, they don't play, we miss them, I think. We I think we do, yeah. yeah. We miss the outlet, play. don't we? Yeah. But this is what Reach is showing. Reach is showing an outlet. So maybe Reach on one wing and Reed on the other, yeah. as it stands, mm-hmm. obviously, without him being injured. Do you think, that, injury, though, do you think that PP would choose that if that was available to him? Do you think that yeah, would be a would, starting yeah. lot? I think he would, especially with the form that Thompson's in. Graham's inexperienced. Um, and obviously, you know, Jits is nowhere to be well, seen. Let me, get, let me go through the list of players that are out of contract. And we'll... Let's do a quick answer. First one that comes into your head. Keep or get rid. Okay, so I'll start with I'll start with the midfielders because that's where we, we, we we've just well, that's what we've just been talking about. So Thompson, end of the season. What do you do? Keep, get rid. Tom. Get rid. Get rid. Alan. Mm, I'd keep him squad player. Okay. Does he follow you on Twitter or something? Is no, it? not first you know, not first <laughs> choice, but a squad, yeah, squad player. player. Um Vita. Get rid. Keep. Keep. I'm getting away with not answering here. Um, Johnny Mack. Keep. Get rid. Keep. James Meredith. Keep. 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 Yeah. Keep. I answered. I'm going to answer ones I want to keep so they'd be my friend still. Uh, Nathan Doyle. I keep Doyle. I think he's going to be whether he wants to stay. You know, he's that type of for, guy. For me, he passes too many balls back and then he does forwards. But he's a defensive midfielder, yeah. do you know what I mean? He, that's what he does. Links up play like Carrick. I'd keep him. Yeah, there's what I'd get rid There's one that, that I'm going to keep to last year because I'm interested to know what you'll think. Carl um, McHugh. Definitely keep. Yeah, I, I'd keep. give him a 10 year, 10 year contract. Yeah, I'm not even joking. I no. think he's, I he's think 19 he's or 20, whatever he is. Mm. He's, got, he's got the world at his feet in terms of being a centre half. I don't think. What was interesting, the, um, the first game when he was playing left back, the number of balls that he put to people's feet. Yeah, and yeah. not not we, banged a long ball, yeah. but he actually turned and was putting them to the we feet. We thought he played. A, we had, he had a really good game at left back, but we had we had so many people on the radio after saying, "No, he was rubbish left back. He can't play left back." But we actually thought he played really well. I, I, I don't think he was as good as he was at centre back. No, no definitely position, not. It, but but he, he can do it. He's, he's there to to cover it if needs be. And 
you know, I, 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 I think he's just one of those players that we need to keep. Mm, he's, definitely. He, yeah. Because he's, yeah. Got, he's got a massive future ahead of him. I, I, you can just tell the way he plays. Mm. He didn't put a foot wrong yesterday. He's a bit like Andy O'Brien in that respect. Just a quiet lad, goes about his business, yeah. just turns up, you know, just plays very well every time he seems to play for me, especially at centre-half, like Andy O'B used to do. So let's who, who else have, who else have we got on this list? Um, Stephen Darby. I think that's obvious. Oh, yeah. Keep keep. Yeah. We should talk about Stephen Darby actually for player definitely for like player of the year. But, but someone's got someone's going to come in for him because they are, yeah. There's not a doubt in my mind that he has been man of the match in every game he's played. He's been absolutely brilliant. And yeah. The thing is with Derby, he's, he's just so solid at everything he does in every aspect of his uh, uh, the game as a fullback. He just does everything right. He never he never seems to get anything wrong. Do you know what I mean? Apparently he's got an own goal yesterday, but I mean you know we can forgive him for that. It was. It what was do you mean? Like apparently that. you were there watching it. Well, they said it was an own goal, but he had, he had about seven players. I don't know if they called it as an own goal, um, but you know he didn't deserve it. I, you know, I think yesterday were absolutely brilliant again. And then they stop on the line. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the fun, the best thing with that, did you see McHugh t- um, turned, yeah. turn, and Dicko coming in, yeah, and dummied him, yeah, and then just passed him, it out, yeah. and it was like confidence to do that. Two on of the, the best on, defenders, yeah. yeah. So so far we've kept three quarters of a defence. Although we'll have Davis as well, so we've got full defence in the When's team McCardle that we're re- rejecting here. Uh, McArdle's up at the end of the season. He's the next guy on my list here. I'd keep McArdle. Yeah, I would. Yeah. I think the jury's out this year. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, it's, it's been a bit suspect this year, I think. Some players just have an off-season. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, but I think, I think last year was totally different. You know, Think of the confidence they had last year and it, compared to this year. And it's really showing who's, who's coming through, who can play with lack of confidence. Switch players can and can't. Mm. The McCaddle's a big confidence player. I, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think he's a bad defender by any stretch. I think he's a good I defender. Think, I think we need to stop comparing the club to last year as a, as a set of fans in, because... Different league, it's harder. Uh, the squads now, you know, it's been broken up. It, the people come in to fill the holes that are not the, mm. you know, they're not the players that were filling those last year. Uh, the confidence is lower than it was. So, I, I, I just think I think it's a mistake to compare it to last year. Last year, a different kettle of fish. I mean, we don't still compare the club to '96, do we? No, I mean, no, we don't. But no. I'm just, I'm just saying, you know, about confidence. No, I, I agree. And we, we said it earlier. Part, on. It, Confident, confidence is what's lacking. So, last few players. Then we've got Bates and Gray. They're both contractual. Well, Gray's a no-brainer for me. Same here. <laughs> He's not done enough. No, I mean, I mean, it, it, uh, his yeah. main role yesterday was to hold the ball up. And when he got the ball, him. he lost it. I don't know why we signed him in the first place, really. Well, I, I th- it, it, it were well, it were free agent and it, it, it were experienced and they were an experienced centre forward in it. He'd done all right. He'd done all right. No pace, so he didn't sort of. He'd done all right before he came back. He'd done all right at Barnsley and at Forest. It scored. Got, we we originally converted him into a forward mm. back we in because he was a winger, wasn't he? When, yeah. when we got him. But yesterday was an interesting decision. He, he got left on when Doyle got sent off. Um, he brought McLean off instead of Gray, which was a really strange thing to do. But no one knows, really, really knows why he did, why Parker did that. Whether it was just to hold up the ball more, which McLean can hold up a ball as well, you know. By the way, and he just, you know, out of his depth, he had no chance especially yesterday. And, that, and yesterday were a bit of a, a bit of a chance yeah. for him in a way because it was starting for the first time in a yeah. while with McLean as yeah. a good centre forward. So I don't know. I, I, I won't keep him. I think he's a bit over the hill now. I think. Just need to say thanks to Duncan Kerr and Bantam Joe on Twitter who brought up the. The contracts question: Who would we retain? Uh, anyway, it's still to come up on Bantam's banter roundtable. Uh, we're going to talk about James Hansen, the importance of James Hansen. Obviously, the refereeing as well is going to be a big one. Um, and oh, we're going we're to talk about relegation, but we're not. I've decided. <laughs> good, good idea. 
Tournament Tuesdays have arrived at Napoleon's Bradford. Join us from 8pm with slots of fun. At 9pm it's no max blackjack and at 10pm it's eyes down for insanity poker. All the tournaments are free for members only with the winner of each tournament receiving £100. Win all three, get an extra £200. Terms and conditions apply. See the website for more details over 18s only. Please gamble responsibly. Banter's banter round table, the, uh, the first ever one. We are going through the topics nicely now, and uh, there's one thing I do want to mention. Uh, and, well, this is probably the last player talk we'll have, actually. It's James Hansen. And I want to pose a question to you all. What level do you think James Hansen can play at? How, how far do you think he can go as a player? Because we all know how good he is and how, you know, how he does change the games, how well he links up. Um, but how far could he go? It's funny, because I was watching the um, West Ham game yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. And you saw Andy Carroll, Carroll yeah. and you saw the worth that he has for that team, and he's not too dissimilar. No. I think he's better. I think Hansen's better than Carroll. I think Hansen's movement and the way he wins the ball is, is far superior. I won't say far superior, but I think it's, I think it's superior. I just, I just think that, that James Hansen doesn't have that previous scoring record. He doesn't that Andy Carroll carries. A lot of small-minded no. people look at that and they think, he's no good, he doesn't score goals, but the, the, the work he does and the, the chance he creates, uh, you know, used to be a centre-forward, didn't you, Dad? Edder of yes, the ball. Yes, Appreciate it. A bit yeah. like Bobby Campbell. It's, yeah. Well, every time Bradford City's had a good centre-forward, they've done well. I mean, you've got your Campbell, you've, um, what before that, Paul Emerson, yeah. and, and then we had, remember Jimmy Quinn? I did. James Ron Quinn. Futcher. Yeah, yeah, yeah Futcher. Ronnie Futcher I think used to. Big centre forward we've done well, and James Hampson just falls into that category. He's one of the, one of the better ones that I've seen down there in a long time. Yeah. But we also have a big centre forward. Maybe well. maybe if he had the um, the type of service that yeah. the likes of Carroll's got, oh, yeah. Yeah. his yeah. goal ratio would be a damn yeah. sight more. Yeah, we do, cause we do, you know, we do, we do get balls in the box now and again, but we're not a, you know, when we had B great, it seems to be every game we get 10, 20 crossing at the box <laughs> from the from the flanks. Yeah, you know. we need to get to, to byline to, and cross them from there. We're crossing them too deep at the moment. When we yeah. get down the wing, whip him from there, he's got more chance of scoring them down the middle of the park. The, the, the thing about Hansen as well is that we, the, the fans, have seen him improve. We've witnessed mm. him That's come it. in as a, a young, inexperienced player who'd not played yeah. league football before. Mm. Uh, and we're starting to see that potential that Stuart McCall always said yeah. he had, that we, we've seen him progress. We've seen the, the better wingers come in, the better James Hansen plays as well because yeah. he's got yeah. more opportunity mm -hmm. to showcase his, his greatest attributes. So I mean, and that's a, I think that's another reason that we, as a set of fans, are, are so fond of and so close to James Hansen, mm. and and his contribution, having improved with the team, has been massive. Yeah. I mean, last season, his contribution was huge. You know, he scored some important goals. Obviously, Villa Park is the one yeah. that stands out. Oh yeah. Miles, mm. uh, he's teed up Naki. I mean, it, it, you you could argue that he made Naki Wells. Yeah. 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 It's just like Huddersfield. They used to. I mean, they're, they're, much as I don't like to mention them in this vein, they're, they're, they're known for producing decent strikers. Yeah. Like Marcus Stewart, Jordan yeah. Rhodes, John Stead. And it's because they, they always played with that big man up front, Andy Booth. Yeah, Andy Booth yeah, time, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it's a, it's a similar role. And other, te other teams, obviously, have, done, have, have, have mm. played the, the same role. I mean, mm. Champions League final that Man United won in 99. Yeah. Mm. Sheringham nods it on. Shawskar nods yeah. it in at back yeah. post. I mean, the thing at the moment with Hansen is, and what I like about him at the moment is, it, all he wants to do is play football. Mm. The contract yeah. we're putting the table to him, and straight away, no fanning around, I want to play for this club, and he, you know, and, and that says a lot to me. You yeah. know, uh, you know, 
with what happened with Wales and loyalty and stuff like that, and you know, him signing up for a big contract for you know that amount of years, we just like he, he was showing his intentions. Wales made it. Wales always made it clear though, didn't he, that he, he wanted to progress. He did. He did. No, you're it, right. I'm not saying. I'm not sure. No, I don't know no why I'm saying Wales wasn't loyal at all. I'm not saying that. Talking but. about it sensibly, I've got no idea why he chose Huddersfield if he wanted to <laughs> progress his career. Yeah, I really don't. I know no. they're a league above, but they're not a team that are, they're not a famous team in this country, are they? No. no, they're not. They're not. They're but you know, he's from Bermuda. He, I mean, it's very naive. It might be naive of me, but he's maybe come over and not understand the importance of this local rivalry. He knew, he knew it were you know a bit rather with Bradford, Leeds, Huddersfield, and all that. But how much you know it meant to a lot of fans. I mean, I, I bet he didn't even consider it. I don't think he did. I, I don't think it is. I think the money on the table, the content on the table, he wanted to sign for them. They were playing the championship. He probably went to the club and the, they argued it, had a good setup behind the scenes, showed around, and he just thought that way it made his mind up without thinking about anything else. Anyway, anyway I, 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 I think Hansen made him. I really do. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, yeah. It was, especially last season, those two up front were, were sensational mm. together. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and without him I think he's going to struggle yeah, uh, Huddersfield yeah. fans have already turned on him anyway so that's it well he had a stinker against apparently yeah. we're awful and they've win. been slagging him off already on Twitter we've yeah. been, we've been but he was, all, he was always the confidence player anyway he was yeah. Yeah. It, the, you, look at, you look at last year after yeah. the um, first leg against Villa and he was pretty poor up until Parkinson dropped him that's it and once he dropped him and gave him the kick up the backside that he needed then it changed and that run of form towards the end of the season. Yeah, yeah it took us to Wembley. Yep. And, and took us and, and, and took us to where we are now. And it also got him a good lump sum of money for us, which at the end of the day yeah. is yeah. it sounds we're happy, that's what we want. So what do what yeah. do you think why why do you think that Parkinson's stance towards the, the selection seems to be so different now? That we had that confidence in him last year. Why why now do you think that our confidence in his selection and his and he's, he's trading on the transfer market why do you think that's gone? Uh, I think he's, it's, it's the first time he's properly been up against it you know and, and, and felt the real pressure of managing Bradford City and the fans' expectations and I think that you know so it's probably hit him it may, not, not a shock at all I think he's thinking right now how do I react to this what do I change what do I do so I think it's only the first real time that the fans are saying well we're 18 we're not happy we're not happy you, I think you're right I think you're right because you haven't fell here before has yeah. it? Yeah. results isn't it and if you don't win so many games you, you put pressure on yourself don't you and that's what's happening I mean his yeah. first season when he came in nobody expected anything because it were a massive kerfuffle wasn't it that yeah. there were all this farce with Peter Jackson uh, and we'd had Peter Taylor before that so our expectations when things started to go wrong then and we lost Jackson and then PP came in weren't high so he was living up to nothing yeah. Yeah. and then that was it the next season we got promoted yeah, yeah. that's yeah. it that's yeah, it exactly so, so now this is real this is going to be a real test of his character but it should be a test of our character as fans as well that that you shouldn't just give up on somebody straight away. Oh, no. oh. That, that, I mean, I'm not willing to, to park it out or whatever. I've questioned some of his decisions, like bringing um, McLean off yesterday after Doyle sending off. I questioned that. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna b- blow smoke up his backside and think and, and tell you all that. I, th- I think he's faultless, but I'm not. And, and I'm not. I'm also not gonna let him dine out on last season for the rest of his career. But I don't think that there's anyone out there now who's in a better position to manage Bradford City at the minute. No, I don't think there is. No, it's a good to see how he's, re- how he's reacting to it, though, isn't it, at the moment? Well, that's it, yeah. My worry is, is that he seems fixated on the 4-4-2. Yeah. And how he can work that well at the moment is... It, 
that that's my worrying thought is that at the moment he is he is fixated with it. I know we spoke about the three five two yeah. or the four 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 one one that yeah. he played earlier on in season when Wells got injured, but it just doesn't seem to adapt much. And you look at you look Adapted. at you, you you look at Wolves in that first game when, when when we played them at home and we played them off the park for twenty five minutes and you saw Kenny Jacket pull the centre half centre forward off, put Doyle on, change the situation and that's one thing that I just don't get. It's a really good point, actually. It's a really good point. It goes back to formation. Yeah, is it has he got the guts and the nerve just to do it like that and change it, and make a big change? It's because it is a big middle change. of the game. Yeah. The thing is, I don't think that, that going by our current form and our current position, I don't think it would take guts to change it. Just do it. Yeah. 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 Just do it. Because if you lose, you know we've lost. But if you win and you've changed it. You're going to look like a tactical yeah. genius. We've had, we've had a few managers past who, who wouldn't change things and they're, stu- they're mm. stuck by the guns and we just end up, you know, you just end up, it makes mm. it worse. I, it? I, I, I think sometimes you've got to change stuff. You, you've got to, it's like turning the bottle of wine that's in your cellar. Yeah. You need to keep the sediment off the bottom. You need to stop it going stale. I think we need to do that. I think we need to mix it up a bit. Mm. And I think a few players like Derby, Reach, Hanson, they would benefit from a bit of a shape. Yeah. Do you think he's yeah. worried that if he changes it, and it, and it, that it makes it even worse, and then he's got to try and come back to four, four two again and back to square one? Do you know? What well, I mean? that's that's what he's paid to do. He's paid mm. to make that decision, and he's paid to to take it on the chin if it goes wrong. That is a is a manager. You know what to expect. Yeah. You know you're never cosy. And I suppose in this position, he's got nothing to lose at the moment. Well, that's the problem, is not it? He's got nothing to lose, but. He's also unfortunately got that high expectation of City fans. I try not to try not to look at message boards and this like and the other. Not do it. And it's like it, it's just so frustrating sometimes because you look and you can you can understand where people are coming from. You can you can see the desire that they want Bradford to be up there in that top six position. But sometimes you have to be realistic. And I think if, if all of us at the beginning of the season said, right, we're going to end up about 14, 15th, I'd have taken it. Yeah, yeah well, yeah. I, I'd, I'd take it. I always said if we don't get relegated, it's progress. Yeah, We've exactly. stayed in a league yeah, above yeah. the one we were in. Mm. Right, anyway, moving on. Um, yeah, because everything that we're talking about is, is <laughs> negative. And, and, and <laughs> no, but when, without meaning I to go into moving last... On to referees, <laughs> <laughs> without, without wanting to compare this season to last again, it's, you know, we wouldn't have dreamed of speaking like this last yeah. season. But and and, and that you know, people can talk like this and they can go on message boards and moan as much as they want. But at the end of the day, whatever we're saying is not going to make a massive difference. No. We've just got an opinion on of, of of what we think can happen, and and whether people agree with us or not is you know. Well, one positive thing was yesterday when we played Wolves. I thought the referee was brilliant. And I'm, I'm, I, my view of referees... At what? Is, Supporting Wolves? No, 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 no. Richard, you were an official in the Football League and you registered and all this. And my, my opinion of referees is if you, if you almost don't know they're there, so you watch a game of football and at the end of the game you walk in home and you say, who was that referee again? And you, don't, you can't remember the name and they're all, it's almost seamless. That, for me, is a brilliant referee. Um, you know, but yesterday was a good, an interesting one with a red card. I thought with a red card, he sent him off. Brilliant decision. Um, but then he seemed to side with Wolves a bit, even though he, overall he did have a good one. In the end, I had a question who the referee was. Did you, did you go yesterday, Richard? Did you? No, I didn't. I right, got well, a chance right, to okay. get to oh, fair enough. away games, unfortunately, because <laughs> sometimes I'm officiating as well. Still. But is that a good opinion to have a referee? If you don't know they're there, it's... You know. The quieter ones are the best ones on the pitch. The, the ones that just get on, do the game, the ones who can talk to players, and the, the quiet word is the best one. 
Um, yeah, and they, you, say, they say, don't they, that the best referee is the one that you don't even notice is there. Yeah, that's my point. And 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 you look at you look at like Howard Webb when he did the semi-final. Oh, you didn't yeah. even realise he was no. there. Um, and it's the funny thing is, you get when you get on that pitch, um, whether you're in the middle or on the line or doing fourth man, it doesn't matter who the 22 players are. You just go out and you look at doing your best for those players yeah. and you look at right okay you've got a bit of leeway you've got a bit of leeway to talk with with the players nine times out of ten I think if you'd have looked at Tuesday night's incident with Bennett and Kilkenny I think a lot of referees would have done step back spoke to the two officials then done it what yeah. surprised me was how quick he was with the red yeah but yeah. then again when I, when I was sat in the stand my reaction first was Oh dear, that's going to be red, and that was my first reaction. I think that was the same for every fan, to be honest. But was it a red for killed Kenny? Was it the ref that killed Kenny? Did you? <laughs> <laughs> was it a red for that for killed Kenny it's, as well? Do you think? It was. <laughs> what happens so fast, doesn't it? Because Bennett raises his hand. That's why it's a red card. I think that's why you need, you need to you know, come, you know, confer with your. Well, with kill your Kenny. Assistants. Yeah. Kill Kenny raised his hand back, didn't he? So that's it. It, 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 it. Yeah, the but what's confusing is what happened afterwards with the, the this appeal system. The fact that we yeah. appealed against the length of the ban and they appealed against the ban. And they rescinded the ban for them. They rescinded they? the ban. So they're saying that it was not a sending off offence. Yeah, so that it's not six or one of that. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, but even when you looked at the video, he did strike him, he caught him. Mm. Was it violent? Probably not. Would you have sent them off in that situation? No. No, I, don't, I, 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 no yeah. I, wouldn't have, I wouldn't have done. I wouldn't have done. It's interesting that you take a completely different stance to the the actual the referee on the day because that's a massive problem in the in the lower leagues and I think and probably every league actually is inconsistency in referees. Yeah, yeah. So, like 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 you said about the you know some referees might have just yellow carded them both for you know it's handbags. Um, it's going to be detrimental to the game to send two players off because you know eleven aside is an equal game. There's no benefit to either side and that but it's the same for tennis side it so is, yeah. what, what, what's the point in sending two players off i mean obviously, obviously. The, sh the stupid thing is is that is that, is that you don't realize is for, for a lot of referees as well it's a career for some yeah. of them it is a career um a lot of them use it as their 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 main income earner even on the football league they'll have secondary jobs like taxi drivers stuff like that you've got a guy in the stand unfortunately and the pressure that he puts on 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 officials, um, is quite strong. Yeah. Because you that you know that at the end of the season you could be taken off that list, mm. and then you're back to either doing just um, lining back on the football league, and refereeing in the the conference and stuff like that. That pressure needs to be there. Then, cause surely they're just there to do the job, not worry about what someone's thinking about. I I no, I think it it's just like any other job. You get yeah. assessed. Yeah, it's just like uh, school inspectors coming in. You see school inspectors or teachers, if they're not Ofsted are in, everything's all nice and tidy and everything's yeah, done. Yeah. As soon as they go, it's back to what they're normally doing. So it's... But, you know, do, do, why, why do you think it is then that some referees play by the letter of the law and some, some are willing to let some stuff slide? A lot of it is age. You look at the older referees and they're the ones who use the common sense approach more. Um... Scotty Matheson's probably the smallest referee on the on the football league. Is is in his mid forties now, and he's been officiating in football league for about twenty seasons in the middle. And he, they know to put them type of officials on some of the hard games because he just gets on and does it, yeah. and you never see him. The younger lads, 
coming through and they do push them quickly like Stuart Atwell on Tuesday he, he, he was pushed into the Premier League very very quickly mm. bit of a fall from grace came back and from what Parky was saying he's like he's never had any problem with him and up to those two incidents I don't think he'd done anything You'd not seen him. No, what do you think, Dad? Well, in that game, I, I was at half time in the in the with the coffee. I mean, coffee. And the assessors were there, and the first half, they were just, he just gave four free kicks in that first half. He'd had a pretty good game, other than the actual decision to send him to send these two off. And, and then in the second half, when Hansa went through, the goalkeeper, his whistle went. I think he overacted. The goalkeeper went yeah. down. He whistled, get get the the, the, um, the physio on, but the wrong with guy. He just overreacted straight away because he got slapped. That was strange. Yeah, that was yeah. That was really yeah, strange. So sat, sat watching it from, from yeah. where we are because we're only four rows back yeah. in somewhere from the front, and it was like, "What are you doing? Yeah. Why have you run like that?" He did. It and then didn't even speak to Hanson. No. no, didn't even speak to. Didn't even look. Louis whistled. Yeah, it was like it was covering his back just in case the keeper was hurt, ready to then go. Right, that's it. But yeah. Interestingly, you mentioned Hanson there because I think that he is harshly treated by referees. Yeah. I couldn't believe it when I was looking at mm. the um, the stats on. Uh, in the um, program on Tuesday, he's done seventy fouls. Yeah, and double. And it's like, and he's not a dirty player, is he? He's no. just, it's a handful. Yeah, mm. but it, because he's so big, and he, you might say that he's a bit clumbersome, um, and whoever he's jumping up against, he's, you know, they're coming up against a mountain. He's a strong mm. guy, and he's tall, and especially if he's going up against the keeper, it's gonna look like it was against that player. It's gonna look like it was a harsh challenge. But you can't you can't penalise a guy for working on his big. stature for for challenging for a ball. That's what he's there to do. And uh, I mean, it must be difficult for referees because a referee is there to officiate what essentially is entertainment for the thousands of people there watching it. Mm. It's true. Football is, football's yeah. there to entertain. Got like the game the floor. Yeah. yeah. And if they whatever they do can change the the way that the entertainment mm. pans out. But then again, you get you get people like. Um, Coventry and they on purposely went out to stop Hanson playing. Mm. Yeah. So so the flip side is you've got you've got you've got opposition teams who yeah. know what Hanson's Spoilers, like yeah. to spoil it. Yeah. Um, so why aren't so the referee clapping down straight away? Is it it's, it's easier for the referee to side with the defence, obviously, isn't it? Yeah. So it's not it's not a direct it is. It is. So, it oh, is. I'll give it to defence there. They're not even they're not even thinking about it, which then comes back to the referee. Do you know what I mean? Mm. They're the, screening the referees. The 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 difference between the entertainment side of things and then like you say Coventry's tactics the tactics side of things is that for them it's a job and for everyone else it's entertainment so so the managers although they'll say oh it was great entertainment for the fans in their interviews mm. they don't mean it that manager's thinking about his job that manager's thinking about winning the game he's not bothered about entertaining football no it's not like in the in the 70s and 80s where you know, you got someone like George Best, and everyone's like, everyone's like, "Hey, it's George Best. This is really entertaining football." And then someone smashes George Best. Everyone's like, "Going, oh, you're ruining game." And they're going, "Yeah, you smashed George Best." And, the, the, and football's not the same anymore. And I, I think that, I mean, Alan, you've been you've been watching City since '63. Yep. I'm sure that since then, Bradford City fans have been moaning about referees, and football fans have been moaning about. Well, referees. I think more so nowadays because um, you know. Managers ask for protection for the players, and if, if if people in the crowd could see a, a players being picked out and singled out, why can't the referee see that and do something about it? And that's the more frustrating thing. You know, a, a player, a players can be going through a bit of a rough time because he's being singled out by several other players, but they don't seem to uh, take any any um, action towards that these you know these these uh, defenders. 
the view. And it's frustrating that yeah. the, you know. the view for a referee is massively different. Mm. Like the view, the best, the best view of a football match where you get to see anything is like the is like the computer game view of a football mm. match, like FIFA. And that's why FIFA do it mm. when they're making the computer games. They give you that view because it's the best way you can see the whole pitch and all the players. And like from the press box, the middle of yeah. the Sunwin and the middle of the Midland Road stand. It's the best view from there. Mm. So the referee, you, I, I don't know if you've ever... Like when, you, when you're playing football oh, and yeah. you're on when that high lane, yeah. it's difficult to pick out a player who's 75 yards mm. away. So if, for instance, there's been a corner, the referee's obviously up at that end of the pitch. If that ball quickly gets cleared and it falls to the feet of a fast striker who then runs towards the net and then he's fouled, but the referee takes very little action yeah, towards it. Yeah, but you've, it. Got, your, you've got your referee's assistants, haven't yeah, you? That's what they're, all, yeah. they're all well, mic'd up. But it comes back, they don't use them enough for me. They don't use no. the assistants <clears> for <throat> enough for me. The, like you, we made a point, they should have spoke to the, the, the assistants, linesmen, and gone, you know, what happened there? They don't, they never you seem to do it. You hardly notice any, it now anymore. Any. Or is it in the ears? It's in the ears, that's yeah, the problem. Yeah, but they don't, they don't seem to, you know, so, so, it's, so, it's, so it's even easier now. It's even e it's even easier now because you've got that 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 communication between four players. Because that's that was my first thought on on Tuesday night was, has Kilkenny been sent off on the instructions of one of the other three? Yeah, and not by him because as as, as referees you're always told right if you're doing a home game and you've got two uh, and you're sending off two players one from each side send the away guy off first then do the home guy. But yeah. do you not because because yeah. because when you send the away go all yeah. kinds of yeah cheering and stuff like that and then you do the red card for the own guy because they not realise what's it's happening. Like Panto. <laughs> it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But the, I think that it's all perceptions as well. That's the yeah. stupid thing. You can be like like as you said, you can have a quick break, and the matter of the fastest referee is not going to make no. 60, 70 yards that quickly, no matter how quick you are. And, and and you've got a split split second decision, and that's the worst thing. We're all right in our division. I'm glad you look at the Premier League guys, and you look at every single thing. There's a load is, of mistakes being slow made. mode brought back, slow mode brought back, and everything like that. The worst thing is you got on the uh, on on the Premier League majority of Premier League teams and some of the Championship have this thing called ProZone, which is a computer system which which shows every single movement on a pitch, on a computer, there's, there's around the whole ground, there's X number of hundreds of points, which measures everyone's movement. And what it does on promo, the three, three match officials get, get it given the Monday, Tuesday. So every single incident is down to the finite line for offsides, for goals and stuff like that. So everything is, so you think the assessor's yeah. in the crowd. Yeah. It's not just the, yeah. the assessor, you've got all that computerized scrutiny. And that is, well, do you think that's the hardest thing. Do you think it's detrimental to the to the to the game? Because I I th I think technology is going to change the game in a way that we can't even imagine. It's just like when the first big investors came into Premier League football, everyone loved it. But now it's changed the game where we're all thinking, hang on a minute, they're ruining the game here yeah. because too many people are getting this massive advantage and the, there's a massive gulf between the best. Even in the Premier League, there's a gulf between the But even yesterday, teams. even yesterday, though, what, what's Wolves still getting? 20, 20 million pound parachute yeah. payment? Yeah. <laughs> and that's just ridiculous. That is absolutely it, it, ridiculous. It's, it's like the and rich. It's and, it, the and it's rich. getting worse because yeah. this season, uh, is, am I right in thinking that the, the, the bottom three in the, in the um, Premier League will get more than Manchester United got last year for winning it? Yeah. yeah. yeah because right, because yeah. this is the first year of the new sure, deal. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, exactly. my, my, point, my point is that, that these small things can make a massive difference further down the line. Like the investors did, and now you know we almost curse invest, big investment, foreign investment. Technology in football, 
Is it going to re- uh, like eradicate the memorable moments? Because a lot of England, like World Cup, most memorable moments are the stuff that went wrong. Yeah. And, and I mean, obviously, you'd rather it wasn't like that. But sometimes they make a game of football. Sometimes those decisions go for you. Sometimes they go against you. It gives fans something to talk about, which is all a fan can really do about football is go and watch it and then talk about it. That's, the, that's all we can do about the game. That's what a fan does. You watch the game and then you talk mm. about the game. And I think, I th- I think the, the, like, I remember what, as a kid watching it in the 80s and 90s and Alan mentioned mm. it, Bobby Campbell. Mm. It was great because if someone got done on the pitch... Someone had, and you know full well that he would get him get the opposition yeah. back, yeah. and he did. Yeah, and and and, and you looked, looked after each other. Yeah, and but you never saw the referees in those days. No. You never, no, you, you never really no. saw. And it is because, as, as you say, technology has taken over so much now that what happens on the field mm-hmm. of play is secondary to it, what, what is there back. We all said about Hawkeye and goal line technology. Oh, oh no, we're not going to have it. We're not going to have it and it's here this season. And before we know it, you know, and we're going to have cameras second get, you know, looking at decisions and penalties go to the screen, you know, like they're doing rugby or whatever. The, 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 the stuff that you're talking about, all these like movement points that are set up around a stadium so they can track a player's movements, you know, in 10, 15 years' time, that could be the norm. Yeah, exactly. That could be happening. That could be feeding all through to a referee's monitor. Oh, he might have Google glasses on that shows him all this stuff in his eyes. <laughs> But you're laughing, but that might happen. The stupid thing about Prozone as well is that it, it shows how much um, movement referees do. And you look at midfielders and they're, I think they average about 6.7, 8, 6 to 7 uh, miles a game. The referees are 8, 9, 10. Yeah. Just the movement. Yeah. And you don't realise, and, yeah. and it, it, I've, I've, I've got one at home somewhere, some one loss from, from many years ago, a game at Wigan. And it, and, and it was it showed it showed my how quickly I was sprinting how far the, the, my short and um, length of my sprints whether I was in line for every offside and that's just a game of football and for me it was a hobby for me it was a, a, a hobby not it, it wasn't a living it was just a hobby for me um what so happened to fifth and sixth officials? These that stood on the on the goal. Well, they only the Champions League. The Champions League and, and yeah. Europa League. And they and they've messed up as well. And they? the they've same not been to, the same to make little decisions yeah. over the line or not. Get cold. I wonder what their stats yeah. are at the, the, the stu- game. The not not one mile. The stupid thing this year is like, is it me or has there not been so many goal line no. incidents? There is, ironically <laughs> enough, yeah. Is, they've they've got the technology yeah. and I think it's probably three times this year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's because the media aren't hyping it up as much than Alan. Well, exactly. When, when, when one happens, they're not like making it the big thing of match of the day. Now they're like, oh, Hawkeye says no, play on. Do you we, know what I mean? We, we used to criticise um, uh, uh, conferences about the fact that every, every um, pundit is always an ex-pro. And we always said, why can't you put a, um, yeah. a, a referee, referee in there? Yeah. BT, yeah, they have it now. And what we were always told, it won't be controversial. If we've got someone in the state in, in, in the thing saying, well, this, this, and this, this is why he's done it, it's not controversial. No. No, it doesn't sell papers. No. Mm. And is that's it, why. It, Gallagher doing it, isn't it? He's doing it. I think Gallagher and, and Halsey does it on B, BT as well. Yeah. So, so let's, con- let's conclude. Do we feel bad for referees or... Do, are we still? I think that we're still undecided, aren't we? I think we're still undecided. Yeah, no, I think I talked about it loads. <laughs> I think we're going to get our, like yesterday. We're going to get our good ones, and I think uh, we, chances are we're going to get a lot of bad ones. And I think to honest, we, we don't really have a, we don't have a choice in the matter, do we? We've just got to no. go with it and and, 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 so, and accept it and hope and hope. Fingers crossed that it doesn't come back and, and, and get we get a bad referee for a bad decision, which costs us our season or a, or a big game, and you know hope that doesn't happen. That was a text from my wife saying, "Has anyone turned up?" <laughs> 
no. <laughs> anyway, we're at Napoleon's Casino and Restaurant in Bradford recording the... I'd say it's a test or a, what is it, a pilot episode yeah, pilot. of Bantam's Banter Roundtable. We're joined by Richard, who's a former league official, and Tom's dad, Alan, who's been watching Bradford City since 1963. We're going to have a jingle, and hopefully we're going to come back with some more positive stuff. Probably not. Okay, so we're approaching the end of the pilot episode of Bantam's Banter Roundtable. Let's let's take a quick look at Twitter first, uh, just to see what um, uh, the tweeters are saying. Um, regarding what players we'd keep, uh, Mr Holden here on Twitter says, Darby, Jones and maybe Bates, the rest can go. So he'd want to keep McHugh, that's a, that's a strange one. Um... Gareth Walker here says he'd keep Darby Jones, Doyle, Meza, which is um, Meredith, Meredith uh, McArdle, all all other squad players can go. Why? <laughs> maybe they don't realise McHugh's on a contract. Yeah, well, maybe we can respond to that saying you do know McHugh's on the list, don't you? <laughs> yeah. um, and someone's asked us what type of pizza we like best. Tom, you can field that one. Uh, I like a good meat feast with extra chicken. Uh, mine's a pepperoni with uh, mushroom. Shroom, Alan. Uh, chicken and garlic calzone for Mamma Mia's. A little plug there for Mamma Mia's. <laughs> <laughs> Anything vegan. Anyway, for, let's, uh, let's, let's finish off with something positive yeah. then, shall we? The Bradford City season tickets. Again, they're going to be at new low prices. Let's, let's have a quick run through those prices now, shall we? Juniors are still £99. A full adult season ticket is £199. Seniors or students, £149. And a flexi card will be £50 and then £10 for whatever game you go to. So, what do you think, lads? You say positive, but some people still say, oh, I'd, want, I'd put more money into it, get more money for transfers next year. People still chipping in. Yeah, uh, I mean, it, it's... I, I th- mostly, mostly it's positive, and so it should be. Yeah, because th- th- those prices are cheap, and that's putting the fans really? first. Getting the fans through the door is what the football club's all about. Because so at the, the end de- of the there's day, a deadline on that, Dom, is there? Uh, yeah, that is until uh, the 31st of May. So they yeah. go on sale from the oh, 3rd right, of March. So after the season finishes, then it didn't, yeah. didn't yeah. They're on sale from the 3rd of March so, until yeah. the 31st so of May, which is reasonable. Vision in, yeah, that means prices you're playing. That's plenty of months yeah. to start <laughs> putting your pocket did, money on. I'm going to say, I think, I don't know if it was when I was listening yesterday, someone said um, there was a billboard at Wolves saying, come and see the, um, the last 12 games for £200. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that says it all. And, and, and that, yeah. were, that, that was the last 12 home games for Wolves, and it was come and see the last 12 for £200. Well, this quid. Is, this is which, uh, you know, at the end of the day, that's reasonable. That's reasonable, and it just shows how well Bradford City are looking after the fans. Yeah, you see, it's about getting people in the gate. If we can get fifteen, sixteen thousand regular, two, seventy thousand, you know, next year. The thing is that those those people that are saying, "Oh well, we should have charged two hundred and fifty or three hundred quid and got more investment in the club," uh, they're daft, really. They because are stupid. Then you've got less fans coming in, so you've got mm. less money anyway. Yeah. Better atmosphere, you now when you get a your big crowd in it. Exactly, it's better for your sponsors. We, we, yeah, we get more 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 uh, crowd than Nuddersfield at the moment. Mm. I mean, on the next round table, hopefully we'll have like Dave Baldwin on to talk to us more about how mm. the club are being able to afford to do this. Because I'm pretty sure the deficit's paid off, but that'll all be that'll all be confirmed with Dave Baldwin. We also get the, the fans on that thinks it's a bad idea charging two hundred. Oh yeah, too that's much. what we need to do. Yeah, we'll do that. Why? Because then people might listen to it. <laughs> be controversial. Um, but I, I, it, it's fantastic. I think that Bradford City being able to look after the fans, after the fans, you know, who bought 25-year season tickets and all that, were so poorly looked after um, 
by by Jeffrey Richmond, and then of course you know the Roses did the best to, to cater to the 25 years without losing any more money for the club. But this this is just the best way of looking after the, the team and if you can't afford to go to every game get a flexi card because yeah. then it, when you want to yeah. go to watch a game it's a tenner yeah. yeah. well that's the thing it's, it's, it's the it's and the kids as well the fact that you can yeah. keep the, the prices it's like for the under are under 11 still free is under 11 so, you know under 11 is still free because my little lad who's 7 yeah. he, he's so for for two of us my wife's a student it's 349 Brilliant. quid Absolutely. For three of us to come and watch the that, games. That's unbelievable. And that's been yeah. that's been the same for three years. And it's, and it's those little kids who are the ones who are going to come yeah. and come and come. Yeah. I think, I think year in, year yeah, out. Yeah. Being able to... I mean, there must be someone working really hard on the calculator at City to be able to work out that for three years they've been able to keep those. So that's one poor season, one season where we got up, and one season in that above league. And we've been able to keep those yeah, prices yeah. the same. I mean, I know that some fans are questioning, well, it's because they think that it's going to be another season in League One or it's, it, you know, it's going to be um, a, a hard season, this one, so let's get them while we can. There is that, but that's business mind. That's how it works. Football is up and down. Sometimes you go up, sometimes you go down. Sometimes you stay exactly where you are. Yeah. It's up to Bradford City to capitalise on that, to bring money into the club. We'd moan if they didn't. Money if they weren't bringing money. What will they, what will that, do we know what the price will go up to it after that after that date? No, that's not being confirmed yet. Confirmed. But I guess why would they? Let's try and get everyone buying no, the tickets. That's the thing. But then again, you look at you look at with the the away support. Um, price of away tickets are not cheap. No. So sometimes you get the impression that they're offsetting their own season ticket because they know that they're putting the money in. For yeah. going away, going away. That's it, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's a very good point. Actually, the fact yeah. that what Sheffield, so Sheffield United, there was more, we were the biggest away following yeah, in the yeah. country. And a lot of people factored in on you know so so many City fans are such diehards to go home and away, you know, and having a price hundred ninety nine is, is more attractive. To go but away. then again, you look at it's it's you look in Germany though, and a season ticket there is ridiculously yeah. priced. But it's almost a re- Bradford City's is almost a reflection of that. Yeah. Because look at how big the crowds are at the top league in Germany because they're so affordable. Mm-hmm. Same at City. I mean, I know Huddersfield and Leeds fans give us sticks. I know you won't have half as many if you didn't char- if you charged more. So what? So what exactly? So we what? Worked on bringing yeah, them yeah in. exactly. Yeah, I mean, Huddersfield yesterday. I think they took two thousand six hundred and fifty to Leeds. Yeah. Which was that, that? I think that was the biggest away following in the country. But they had to go twelve miles down the road. Yeah. yeah. We took two thousand five hundred to Wolves. <laughs> yeah. It's, I know. It's at the, at the end of the day, Bradford City have got some of the loyalist and best fans in the country. We that that stood out a mile to the country last season everyone saw how good we were it's carried on this season we're still taking those big followings we're still getting a good loyal crowd at home and Bradford City have seen that don't want to lose that and have kept those prices low again so I, 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 I don't, how anybody can see it as a bad thing is beyond me yeah. but we'll end up your dad looks bored stiff <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm still grieving over the brand my Naki Well shirt I got for Christmas and I, can I get a refund on that for the Bradford shop <laughs> at least you didn't buy your, your son a football top with wrong age on did you Alan Tom Anyway, we'll end on football. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, Richard, for coming in. My pleasure. Very good points it's, there. Thank you. And thank you, Dad, for standing in last minute as well. You're Appreciate welcome. that. Cheers, Alan. Cheers. <laughs> Until next time, this has been Banter's Banner. Round table, the pilot. Thank you for listening. Why do I call it a pilot? Thank you for downloading this Bantam's Banter episode. For more from this pair of bob-on toe rags, visit bantamsbanter.com. I'll take it in, but don't look down. I'm on top of the world.